0: Hey, he's Jake and I'm Matt and welcome to Patch Chat, the UK's best New England
1: Patriots podcast.
0: Hey guys, how's it going and welcome to another episode of Patch Chat. It is myself, Matt, and I am joined by Jake this time. No guest or anything, just myself and Jake. So without further ado, let's speak to the man himself. How's it going, Jake?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we were just talking before we started recording. Um, we're on the cusp of a tier three lockdown down here in the, in the south. And oh, and we've got the added bonus of a mutated COVID gene, um, a Brit special, apparently a a Southern England strain of COVID. So it's all um, very festive and and fun. Um, (laughs) But you know, it's 2020. So at this point, you know, you kind of roll with the punches and keep getting back up and see what happens. How is, uh, how's Scotland?
0: It's not too bad. I think we may have um, Scotland's version of Tier 3 incoming tomorrow, um, changing as of Friday, if it does happen, Um, because we record this on Monday night. So, yeah, tomorrow's Tuesday, um, incoming Friday, if it happens. Hopefully the councils um, manage to sort it out again for the third week running, because the instant management team of the Scottish Government have recommended the last two weeks that we go into tier three but they're trying to figure out because there's been a there's a big thing about the care homes up here there's they're in the teens of people dying out of one care home or another so and there's about 60 odd cases in relation to one care home so they're trying to figure out if it's just you know isolated and contained within that environment or if it's community spread or whatever. So hopefully it's not the community spread and we can stay in tier two until Christmas at least. Um, But yeah, apart from that, it's going good. We were discussing my very loud um, attire that I have on at the moment, which is... uh, um,
1: I need sunglasses.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a knockoff. It's not even knockoff, it's just cheap shit. To be fair, <laughs> I think I got it off a Wish or somewhere like that. It's a Patriots hoodie anyway, um, not in relation to much Patriots apart from Pat that's on it. And I'm not even sure if you the face on it you would say is, I think I, I could draw a better face on it than I draw like a five-year-old. So, yeah, apart from that, no, everything's hunky-dory and um, we're still in the playoff race, just hanging on by fingernails I think I was thinking about this earlier and I wanted to use it was um, the terminology of the nooses around the neck we're standing on the chair we're just waiting for it to be kicked from under us to mm. knock us out of the playoffs because as I say we're recording this Monday and the Ravens and the Browns are to to be play in a few hours time and yeah if, I think of the Ravens when that's pretty much dead and buried. I can't see Jacksonville beating them or the Giants, or I guess they've got the Bengals last, possibly, but the Browns is the the last the hope to hang our heads on for the next few hours at least I think, so yeah, fun and games in Patriots world,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. It's still quite new, really, in the grand scheme of things, but it's kind of been death by a thousand cuts at this point. So, um, yeah, let's just see what happens. Just yeah, that's all you can do, really. Roll with the punches. It's I know. A recurring theme.
0: Didn't we say it the other week that um, it's the hope that kills you?
1: <laughs> oh, and... I'm long dead. I think I'm I'm I've been dead for a little while now. Um, yeah, no, it, it's definitely the hope that kills you. Because on one hand, although I'm kind of like, yeah, it'd be cool to have like a a nice high draft pick or whatever. How many times have we seen high draft picks bust, not do anything, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't guarantee success. Um, So you have to appreciate the success when you have it. And you've got to do what you can to get into the playoffs because, you know, you've got to be in it to win it. So, um, yeah, yeah trying to remain optimistic.
0: Yeah, I think there's optimistic and realistic and we're probably generally falling in the second camp there. because I feel
1: like we're on the Titanic and we've hit the iceberg and we're just kind of waiting for it to sink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really can't see. I mean, I think if you've seen that graphic that someone made up of the scenarios that's required...
1: No I'm, no, I'm not sure I'm, I'd even look it.
0: <laughs> I meant to send it to you. There's a graphic someone's made up. and It's the best illustration of what's required between um, wins and losses in terms of the, the Ravens. and I think it was the Ravens, Dolphins and Raiders, I think it was. So two out of three happened last night. And then we're just waiting on, you know, the Browns beating the Ravens and then so it'll continue to next week and next week and we don't actually know that we're in the playoffs until 3rd of January is it, the last game is, if we beat the Jets Um, it might happen, it might not, but yeah the graphics pretty cool but I just can't see all the all the chips aligning, cards falling into place whatever analogy you want to use it's Rams was the hope to Keep us going, and obviously that didn't work out, which we'll get to in just a second.
1: It's, and I think it's that inconsistency that has killed us, um, you know, however many times now over the course of the season, where you know, we obviously looked good the week before, or was you know, close to good with with us anyway, but we looked good, the optimism came back, and then just like that, the Patriots saying no, and um. Yeah, sort of yield nothing. It was kind of a full three sixty actually in the grand scheme of things in terms of shutting the charges down and shutting them out and then kind of bordering on doing the same thing in in reverse, which was um kind of strange I guess, but yeah um, we'll we'll break that down.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, if you've not listened to it yet, go and listen to my um, chat with Tanya Ray Fox that I released uh, yesterday um, over the weekend. She went into it a little bit and I couldn't disagree with what she said really. I mean, we were on a short week staying yeah. out in LA where there was the obvious um, the videos and things that come out that, that Bill done a speech at UCLA I think it was. The you know, they stayed out there. They're, it was just a cumulative things. You know, Cam wasn't right. He was uh, an abdomen issue, I think it was, that yeah. was hampering him as well. It just, I just mounted up and mounted up. And I think we can't just lay, lay all, of, all the blame on, on the Patriots themselves. We have to take it on the chin and say that, Sean McVeigh actually learned from the Super Bowl loss. He has learned how, uh, since defeat us in a manner that was slightly surprising. I must admit, I wasn't expecting it to be such a, a a gulf in in terms of points total, especially us only putting up three points. But yeah, we have to give them props and say, you know, they ran the ball on us. We all know that our rush defense isn't the greatest. And they just kept on pounding it and pounding it and pounding it, and, and car makers came up trumps for them. And Jared Goff had a, a solid game; wasn't amazing, but he did enough to keep them ticking over. And um, but yeah, the run game completely killed us, as did the the interception. Um,
1: defensively, they did a hell of a job, I think. Yeah, definitely. With, you know, knowing what we wanted to do, and just stopping. Every possible (laughs) variation of that game plan. I mean, it was it was you know perfect game plan. I mean, Wade um, Phillips isn't there anymore, is he? Uh,
0: No, Um, he's retired, as far as I can remember off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, which I I mean, because usually we would play Wade, like when we was at Denver and stuff, and he used to get under the under the skin, and it almost felt like it was the ghost of. No, he's dead. um, The ghost of Wade. Phillips kind of coming back and haunting the the, the Patriots a, a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I think I think I think ultimately, you what you said is 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 my viewpoint, and I was very surprised at just how little we kind of did in the grand scheme of things and muted performance, put it that way.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just looking there. The um... Brandon Staley was hired as the um, defensive coordinator. So, oh, okay. you've, you've got to give Brandon, um, you know, the credit. As you say, the defense for them played well. They they held up strong. They would, I was about to say they would have to play well to hold us to three points, but I, I don't know. If that's really a that difficult at this stage <laughs> of the season. I mean, there's there's so many factors that come into this that, as it does any game. But yeah, ultimately, the I think the the interception completely killed any momentum that we might have had as we as it was starting to get generated. Um, and the interception happened early on and I just think it completely sapped the light out the life out of us in terms of actually you know building up some drives and getting some um, sort of confidence going against a, a team that we knew was gonna be, be very very troublesome. yeah. and so yeah it was just one of those things. <laughs> it was it's annoying as well because it came off uh, after an interception from um, Jared Goff as well uh, we intercepted um, Brian had a, a great pick yeah. off and then you think brilliant and then as I say the energy sapping um, pick six and going the opposite way it just completely done us in it was like one of those things you know you go up not that the Rams are a bigger team as such, but you know that soccer thing where you go into a game, you're the underdog, you're playing brilliantly and then the, the other side scores and like seven minutes played and you're like, that's it, that was game over. We had, yeah. we, had, we had to hold them for, you know, you get through the first 15 minutes, you get through the first 20, you try and get to half an hour, you try and get to the first the first half ending and you go, right, we're I went home at the Emirates or... Anfield or somewhere, we're nil nil. We're, you know, we're Tranmere or whatever other small team you want to pick off. Oxford or something, we've held them to nil 0 and then you build from there. But if you're Oxford and you're going the Emirates and you know the Arsenal scored after five minutes, you're oh well, that's
1: up against it.
0: That's it you're up against it from the get go, and it turns into a five nil win for the for the Arsenal, and it looks on paper like it was an easy game, and for me, this is a, a similar thing um, in this terms of between the Patriots and the Rams.
1: Yeah, I would I would have to agree with that. It was a momentum killer.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, but apart from that, there
1: was there much positives to take out of it, really? I like, <laughs> it just sounds like you're like, yeah, but apart from being absolutely beaten in every single phase of the game... Um, it wasn't all that. I mean, ugh. I think Bryant had a great game. Um, you know, he's been showing flashes here and there in terms of ability. I know the um, coaching staff have been talking him up um, somewhat because he was a what an undrafted free agent coming in. Um, I think we miss Isaiah. Um, win. um mm, definitely. I mean, that's not a positive. That, that just popped into my head. <laughs> um, I, th- I think we are, you know, we, we miss his his presence, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's just the you know, kind of, we've got two sort of um, songbooks to sing from. One is, yeah, that, that was a pretty good performance. That's more like it. And then we've got the, uh, not same old Patriots, but very much, a, you know, this is the story of, of, however many games now in this Mm. season you're kind of like you know it just wasn't good enough
0: Mm. I mean for me um, Adrian Phillips had a good game it could have been a lot of a a bigger score if it hadn't been for him he was definitely our top defensive player on the day and um, Nikhil Harry that catch that he had that's that's basically what the tape said. What he was going to get brought in for was yeah. that contested catches. You know, get up there, son, go and grab it. Show that you're six foot four or whatever height he is. Um, you're a big dude. You can hold off the the comp- competition. And yeah, he pulls off a catch like that, and that's what I was expecting more of last year and this year. He uh, we, started we, trying we, flashes. Yeah. So maybe that confidence is starting to build again between him and Cam. And I just, as much as I want to try and take positives out of it, it is just finding it a bit difficult, isn't it? And the play calling didn't help, I don't think, again. I just, I really do wonder if there might be some sort of disconnect between McDaniels and and the offensive players and the offensive Staff, Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, something isn't quite gelling there, and me and Tanya touched on it as well. That it's it's like the Tom Brady playbook and he's trying to get Cam to play a Tom Brady playbook rather than you know playing the Cam playbook. I think we even we spoke about this last week Mm. or week before as well, didn't we? You know, there's this whole side of a playbook that is geared towards quarterbacks like Cam like Kyler like Lamar like Patrick Mahomes that is just sitting in a dusty shelf in a d- yeah. dark cupboard in McDaniel's office that he just doesn't want to go in and check because he's scared of spiders or something he doesn't want to go and get it out
1: which is so dumb when you think of you know and this isn't say that this is the MVP cam or anything like that, but you look at his body of work, and he's an explosive player. Um, whether that was, you know, him being as tall and massive as he is for a quarterback, that he's a very tall running back when he gets going, or you know, those sort of bombs downfield. It's, you know, there's just things that he does that is very different to a Brady slash pocket passer. That is his strength. His, his strength isn't just standing there and kind of you know swinging it left right and saying he's not a gunslinger like that um you know it'd be the same as if you know by some weird trade miracle or something we ended up with Patrick Mahomes and <laughs> we're like yeah Patrick um we know that you like to do no look passes can you don't do that anymore um we don't really like to you know run as well and sort of extend plays just, no stay in the pocket we'd, we'd rather you just stay there because when we can keep an eye on you you know we can kind of guard you a bit easier you'd be like are you out of your mind and that's an extreme example but I, I do feel that we are limiting what he does and what he can do um, by playing him and giving them giving him the plays that we have done you know I think for Stidham, it probably works better because he's not mm. known as a you know running um dual threat, but pff, cam, I just feel like we're wasting a lot of you know potential really
0: yeah it's it's true what you say about the Stidham thing um he was rotten when Brady was still there. he's under a mold of Brady for a year um you know that seems to be the the way they were going like all signs pointed to him and then obviously Cam became available for a sixpence and how can you turn it down but you still you still can't go and like you know just keep on trying the same thing you can't pick up a, a sous chef and put him in a bakery and expect them to bake you some wonderful cakes the same way you can't take a baker and you know um to produce fine cuisine of like steaks and things like mm. you know in that industry or other industries I mean you can't pick you up and tell you to go and drive the car you're like no Enough. mate I, I draw the car and I don't drive it Yeah, it's it's the same thing like you can't just get calm to go in there and go right stand there no no stand there you no know, you're not getting this. Stand there. He's
1: like, I I don't do that. I run exactly. Like, uh... You're probably calling him Tom in in breakfast <laughs> sessions. Hey Brady. He's like, um, that's not my name. Um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. It's just un it's uninspired, uninventive, uh, if that's even a word. And it it, it kind of goes against what we consider the. The patriot way to an extent in terms of being adaptable and malleable and kind of going right this is the personnel that we got let's go with this and it feels like we're not adapting the way things are done you know at the end of the day we've got to kind of get over the fact brady does not play for the franchise anymore
0: it's very so rigid doesn't
1: it it really it, and it's felt like this all year in my opinion there's been flashes of kind of okay, okay, you know, we go back to week one, two, maybe three as well, but um, it, it does kind of feel like the, the ghost, the ghost of Brady is, is kind of there and rather than kind of ignore it and kind of go, you know, this is a new era, this is it, we're kind of still like, oh, yeah, yeah, Tom Tom would have thrown that book. And I'm not saying that from necessarily a fan perspective, but it just seems from the coach's perspective – they're almost mm. in denial that he left.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you mean. And speaking of him, did you see that um interview? This, well, it would have been last week that they asked him about something about New England, and he was like, "Yeah, you'll never catch me up there again." And everyone just lost their shit and lost their mind. But it's like he's a forty odd year old man who's taken a lot of hits and things over the years. Probably, granted, not as much as you would have taken in the. 70s and 80s or whatever Hmm. but he's you know he's in florida it's called the retirement state for a reason you know he's he's gonna go and get that vitamin d in his body he doesn't want to be trudging around in three foot of snow i
1: I just I, i but also why would you you know if if theoretically you were really 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 good at your job and you left you left your job because you were really really good at it and someone else was like hey look we'll 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 sort of build a team around you we'll pay you more money uh the weather is better um you know there's all these perks and stuff and you go yeah all right then i've been in the same place for you know however long and you go to your new job and then your old job bring you back up a year later and they're like we miss you come back and you're like okay well what are you offering me and they say well, no, the same that you're on before. Like this the same the same thing. One, you wouldn't take it. And two, even if you did take it, you run the risk of, you know, your previous tenure there mm. overshadowing your second tenure. And everyone's gonna remember you a certain way from the first time. So you don't go back and tarnish that memory people have of yeah. you. I think it was just uh Yeah.
0: I think it was just a, a joke as well that people took far too serious. I mean Yes. He's. I'm, I mean, it's a lovely part of the world. It's a great, a great place to be and everything. But if like if that's not your gig, if it was seen as more of a not a job because it never came across as a a job as such. But you know what I mean, like hmm. you know, if if I moved to Manchester because of my job. Um, it's not to say that you'll stay there forever. I mean he grew up a California kid, so he's he wants to go back to the the sunshine and things it, it's, it
1: and that's it's for his brand you know what, what yeah. it doesn't make sense for him to go back to Boston. I'm sure look he's gonna retire it, well he'll he'll call his playing days at the buccaneers. The Patriots will give him a one-day deal or something. So he retires a patriot. Everyone taps themselves on the back. He retires his jersey and then he goes off into the sunset back to California and then spends the you know the remainder of his active years, you know, building businesses, you know, TB12, Under Armour, endorsements. I'm sure he'll probably pop up in films and the bloody late show and the tonight show, etc. That's you yeah. can't do that in Boston. So don't take it so personally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's just, it was one of those I thought yeah. I'd just mention it because I thought it was quite funny because I did think to begin with like, what? And then I thought about it and I was like, well, actually yeah. like, you know it's it was clearly tongue-in-cheek it's nothing against Bostonians yeah, or Massachusetts or New England in general, it was just like, yeah, it's like saying, would you move to Canada? No. Why? Because it's four foot of snow right? in the winter I don't want it, I want it you know, wear shorts every day of the year if I can get Especially
1: away with it. Especially if you've done it for a significant amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Like, Been there, if... done that call. Cool. She's gonna pop back up here and there. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. He
1: doesn't he never has to buy a drink in in the you know New England, Massachusetts area ever again? So no, no <laughs>
0: definitely not. Well, if if someone has the cheek to say it's his round, then. God. Yeah, fair play to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got some stones on you. i it that way.
0: I mean, he's got the money, I suppose, so the, you could always try and get a cheap night out and be his best bud for, for a few hours.
1: <laughs> true, true.
0: But no, I was just, I just thought I'd mention it as a kind of side note. Um, the, the Rams game that we were talking about is, uh, yeah. I mean, much, we. We we seem to do this almost on a weekly basis. We we kind of chat about the game and then we kind of veer off a little bit because, um, and the, after Thursday night football, it was back to the whole Cam versus Jarrett thing weird. again, and it was just that. Oh, I'm actually starting to get as sick and tired of that as the losses because it's with boring. each with each it's loss weird. comes the same hyperbolic like hot take this. It, it doesn't have to be a hot take, I think. Um I I would probably say not well, out of everything I've seen read, like Tanya's been pretty level headed about it. Um you know there are people here and there that are level headed. I think um, Spags, Ryan Spagnoli he but he was one of the tweets he put out the other day was probably bang on the nose that our quarterback next year is still in that building it's still in Gillette. it's either Cam or Jarrett and i think more than likely as much as people want to go against it and re- and rally around something else and say oh we might as well lose the season and pick up a, a, a draft pick and get a quarterback try and get you know trade up for a change in it justin fields or whatever yeah. it might be um i've I'm starting to settle on, it's it's calm. It will be calm next year. We've just got to give him time. I mean, nobody envisaged COVID um, happening and I know he was signed at a time when COVID had hit the the world, but we all sat there. Um, not that I work in an office job, but I mean yourself you do and millions of others do. You were sent home and you thought, ah, oh, three weeks, I'll be back. I'll be back at the end of April. Not a problem. And then, you know, what's that? Nine months later, you're still working from home. It just, it's what it is. We never got a pre-season out of them. We never got pre-season games. They're learning on the fly that it's maybe a thing. It's maybe McDaniel's thing that he doesn't want to go to that dusty old playbook in the cupboard because he's not had the time to develop it. Yeah. That's maybe a. a An option that has like not really been talked about that much is that they've just not got the time to develop it. They just have to. He has to go. I mean, he's one of the a great offensive mind. We've all seen the the video of the Super Bowl that he can basically come up with a play on the fly, and I'm sure they have done. But they can't come up with a whole book pages worth of plays on the fly over each week as it comes. So I I I am. More and more starting to come back round to the fact that I think it will be calm, providing they get him on a, a team friendly deal. They get him in, you know, he's in the system now, so to speak. They can give him a proper like February through March, April, May, get him into OTAs, get him into mini camps, then into pre season, get some games in August ready for the new year. And hopefully we're all vaccinated and can go and watch it live.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think it boils down to just a few very simple points. Who else would you get? There's no one else really, you know, who's available um, in free agency outside of maybe Dak that you would want to go for. And Dak's probably going to sign some, you know, chunky deal with the Cowboys or or whatever.
0: Jerry That's Jones will be dead true. before that man walks out that building, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. And And to be fair, I think you know you, he does he does what they need him to do um the cowboys just seem to be perennially that team that have all the potential in the world but never really kind of fulfill it you know it's always like oh you know this is the you know it's kind of liverpool you know re, rewind 10 years or so whereas every year you know talking about past glories etc cetera, etc cetera, and you know whatever um so if you can't bring anyone in it was down to okay. Can you bring someone in from the draft? Yeah, you could do. We could trade up. We could lose a lot of capital doing that. But then, you know, you've just then got to wait another one year, two year for your, you know, um, draft pick to to develop to understand what's going on, etc. I don't think that's that's very likely. And then, yeah, you as you said, the quarterback is in the building. I think. Um, I think it's still Cam. Um, I do think they should probably give Stidham a little bit of a trot out more than he has done so far because yeah. now, you know, it's not like we've got something to play for. It doesn't make, you know, subtle difference. Let the kid play, see what he's got, give him some experience. Um, and then, yeah, move on with Cam under center and build the team around his strengths. Bring in a tight end, um, bring in some receivers and bring him give him some weapons. We've got a very high um, amount of cap to play with going into Mm. next year, you know, regardless of if Cam takes a team friendly deal or not. And I I think all directions kind of probably point to him taking one because I just feel like he feels like he needs to prove a bigger contract. At least that's the kind of vibe I would get from him. You know, he'd he'd be on a bigger deal than what he's on now for sure. But Mm. not, you know, we're not talking Patrick Mahomes, no, levels of of cash. It wouldn't
0: surprise me if it was something along the lines of what they've got now. it just be less in- incentivized and more. Um, guaranteed. Yeah. So, like yeah. 15 million over two years or something like that. But it is more. Which like, would be fair. It's like 10 million guaranteed or something rather than 1 mm. million guaranteed. And you can, what was it? $7 million or something that was incentivized up, up towards, which. I mean, he's probably got nowhere near it because we've not been that good. Um, 50 cents. Yeah. So <laughs> he's probably in another million and a half, maybe two, but he's got nowhere near the actual, you know, it's probably playoffs was involved, which doesn't look like it's happening. It's probably championship games not happening if you're not in the playoffs, Super Bowl not happening if you're not in the playoffs. You know, he's probably lost about mm. half of that incentivized money because we're, looking like we're heading out the playoffs. and But even this morning, he was saying he's never looked forward to and trained so hard in all his life. Um
1: And I believe him because and, he's yeah. got so much to prove. He's got so much to prove. Of all the people on that team, he's the one that's got something to, like, you know, I can still do this. I can still throw a ball. I'm still that Cam that, you know, was tearing the league up a few years ago. And um I think it's... Yeah, I think it's admirable. I think you'd also risk a mutiny in the locker room if we suddenly um let him go or something. I mean, he's filled the void, I think, when it came to Brady leaving in terms of that leadership role.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's definitely a leader on and off the field. Um, he's maybe not throwing like one, he's maybe not running like one, he's overall not playing like one as such. But um we saw that with the Chargers game. He was there when Gunnar scored his um his punt return touchdown. He was you know he's there when celebrating calm, um Jarrett's first touchdown in in the NFL. He's he's there and thereabouts around the boys. He was saying as I say he was saying this morning that he has never trained so much and looked forward to being in amongst a team as much as the Patriots. And I believe that. I, I, I can't remember who it was that came out with that, um, that story earlier in the year that said that uh, was, yeah, you know, it was like military training camp or whatever, and didn't really enjoy it. I mean, it's maybe not for everyone, but generally speaking, it seems to be for Cam. And he's seen all the clips and videos and things. It's all points towards he's having a lot of fun with it. Um, he probably, like Tom Brady's done before, will want to. Get a team-friendly deal providing, you know, that I'm sure I would guess there'll be guarantees mentioned in the background of X, Y and Z receivers that they'll be looking at, whether it's through the draft or whether it's through... Uh, free agency and things. He goes, cool. You can get them. You know, I'll sign on the dotted line. I'll I'll stay here for another couple of years. But he's, not, he's, he's what 30 years old. He's not over the hill yet. But he probably no. realizes that they will be looking to draft someone in the next year or two. That is, it won't be the next Trevor Lawrence. It might not be the next Russell Wilson. But they'll be looking to draft someone over the next couple of years. Um just to you know keep it fresh and cu keep people on their toes, keep players on their toes where they're at is, I mean they might even end up doing a, a Jimmy G style thing and using to get still more game time towards the end of the season, the next few games, to then offer up a third round pick or something for them, Uh you know, to get someone in that way or whatever it might be. But I I am really heavily starting to lean on the it'll be calm next year and um, unless something drastic happens
1: yeah definitely
0: um i don't think i've not got much else to say this evening <laughs> <laughs> no, i, think I it, agree
1: i, I think, think you know when you get battered like that is not is and, and it's kind of in a similar way that has happened before etc you know you just have to go you know hold your hands up rams you're the better team you played really well you had your game plan um credit to you good job um you know we're we're on to we're on to the weekend
0: yeah and Facing old foes, um, once mm. again between Brian Flores and half the um, Patriots team that are down there these days. <laughs> um, how many Patriot
1: was... B teams are there now?
0: Lions, Dolphins, at least two.
1: Yeah, Patriot South.
0: I mean, I was going to touch on Flores, um, because I'm in the midst of writing. I think my next article I've pretty much decided will be about him and the Dolphins um, not that I've I've stopped I've, we're taking a different approach at the NFL Scotland with these things with these art, weekly articles now and um, yeah my one last week aged drastically very very quickly since it was all based around the Patriots making it into the playoffs and it was published and on the Thursday and then a few hours later it all went downhill from there so yeah I think I've decided it's easier to try and pick something that's a bit more friendly on time so um, uh, since we've got the Dolphins coming up I'll leave that till later in the week and um, we can speak about Flores and uh, the job he's doing in Miami uh, later. So look out for that one coming into your ears very, very soon. But as usual, just before we head off, it's the that time again where I ask you to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days. and uh, Wherever you get your podcast from, if there's a review function, Chuck's a five-star and a review, that would be much appreciated. If you want to chat to us, um, you'll get us on Twitter mainly, um, it's at Pat's Chat UK um, there is also the, also the Instagram, you can catch up with us on there at Pat's Chat UK also if you want to speak to myself individually, it's at Matt Inkster and for Jake, it's at Jake Paul Design and you've probably not had a chance to listen to the the one over the week um, weekend Jake, but I did give you a, a little shout out and you know, if you want to tell people where your youtube channel is if they're interested i'll let you do that before we uh, pack up and go for the for the day
1: um yeah i don't know what the technical url is for it um as much as i wish it was the same as everything else it's unfortunately not is it
0: capital y lower um lowercase y six h u s j or whatever? something (laughs)
1: something along those lines um yeah your best bet is Tracking it down on uh, on my Twitter. I mean, I think you can search for it. And I'll probably come up as well at this point. But yeah, yeah. If you're a graphic designer, or aspiring graphic designer, give it give it a little look.
0: There you go, folks. Um, well, apart from that, the only other plug is NFLScotland.com. Uh, we're just talking about it there. You'll find my ramblings in writing on there, um, and all the other great writers that have got stuff regarding NFL content. Um, you're obviously NFL an NFL fan if you're listening to this you don't have to just be a Patriots fan you can actually just love the sport in general so go check out the guys on nflscotland.com and check out their podcast as well but until later in the week guys uh, when we chat dolphins and all that chaz, we'll catch up and we'll speak to you soon
1: bye